On this week's show, <clears throat> we talk about some of the players who've been sit, uh, who will be sitting until they are traded or some sort of deal is done. We'll talk the Utah Jazz. We'll talk Curry and whether he has regained the best PG in the league status. Uh, should Dallas continue with their current setup? Uh, we've got the mailbag. Very full mailbag this week. Uh, we go... Uh, we come back to Australia, we talk NBL news, wrap up the round, we talk Aussies abroad, and then we do a, uh, a fantasy chat, breakdown of our local league. Hope you enjoy the show, guys. to podcast number six of Ball Don't Lie Australia. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dan Dunellen. With me today is Mal. Hey guys, big dog back in the house again. As always, we have a big show coming to you today. Huge. Yeah, a lot of stuff going down in the NBA and in a more local league. Yeah. <laughs> Very local <laughs> league. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later. Um, just to kick things off with Mal, a bit of chirp around the league today. Uh, a few players being held out of their teams until they're dealt or bought out. Mm. Um, what, what are your thoughts on, I guess, the idea of this happening um, before we get into the players themselves? Uh, look, I understand it. It's the way the sort of business of it all is going. They've, they just, you know, they're on the block. They don't want them to, you know, poison the chalice, poison the, poison the well. Um, but, you know... It sucks if you're a fan and you want to see these guys play, um, but it is a business. That's you've got to live with that. Yeah, and I guess they're trying to avoid running the risk of putting these guys out on the court and then getting hurt, and that's it. They're stuck with them. So, yeah, yeah. Um, look, just to kick things off today, I'll go through the names, and um, we're not going to fire up the trade machine, but we'll um, see if you know you can think of a team of where you'd like to see these players, um, mm -hmm. and I'll, I'll join in after. Yeah, yeah. So first up. The, the big man from Cleveland, um, Andre Drummond. Anywhere you'd like to see him be moved to? Uh, I wouldn't mind actually see him, seeing him at the Celtics, funnily enough. Um, Interesting. Purely for the fact there's not a lot of big men out there and we need a big man. Would you say he's way better than Tristan Thompson? Would you say he's a big upgrade? Well, he, I think he'd be an upgrade in that system. Um, currently, Tristan Thompson is... He's actually in my fantasy league and he's pulling down about... Oh, he's almost pulling down nine re rebounds a game, which you'd okay. kind of expect from a big about guy. About half of Drummond's. Yeah, yeah. And oh, like I think he top scored last week with nine points. So, you know, that was his highest, highest scoring clip for the week. So... Yeah, look, it, it's not really working out 100% if we're just purely looking at stats. So I think Drummond, you know, could give us something else heading into the finals. All right. Um, one of the boys in our group chat shared a Reddit link today saying that Drummond uh, is, you know, the worst high-usage offensive player of all time. Um, but I think that just speaks to how rubbish Cleveland is, to be honest, because why he's a high-usage player in any system, I'll never know. Um 
So I'd like to see him go somewhere where he doesn't have to play a whole lot of offense. Um, so I guess Boston would be a good choice for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sort of going to stick with a team that's been in the rumor mill for him. Um, and that's mm. the the dinosaurs of Tampa uh, Bay. Heading, heading north. <laughs> yeah, or technically... Probably south at the moment. Southeast. East, <laughs> west. Yeah. <laughs> um, look, Paul Bainsey's struggling out there. And... Um, yeah, I just think Toronto really needs that big man in the middle. They've got plenty of offense with uh, Van Vliet, OG, Norman Powell, Cole Lowry, uh, Siakam, obviously. Mm. Plenty of offense there, so he's not going to have to be high usage. And he's just going to gobble up all the rebounds, take that pressure off Siakam a little bit. Which would be handy, because he does have issues from the line. Yeah. So, uh, who else did you have, big fella? Uh, Blake Griffin from the Pistons. Big Blakey. $52 million he's owed over the next 18 months. Ooh, wowzers. And yeah. Yeah. Getting uh, triple singles at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me on a Thursday. I was gonna, that, that's a big dog play from way back. <laughs> that's, that's, that's my wheelhouse right there. Uh, look, funnily enough, I don't actually want him in Celtics. Um probably 29 other teams thinking the same thing probably yeah (laughs) yeah look look at you know a big part of me would actually like him to go back to the Clippers okay just purely from the point where you know that's where he started it's it's looking like unless something magic happens later later in his career that's you know this could be his last contract last big contract obviously he might you know bounce around the league but you know, I'd I'd like to see him go back there. You never know, you know, what he could do with, you know, you've got apparently the Clippers are looking to move on, Pat Bev, possibly even Lou. You know that he doesn't fit in that role, but they've got some pieces to do some swaps. You know, could work with could work with the other guys. Might not. Either way, I'd like to see. I, I watched him play in a Clippers jersey. I wouldn't mind seeing him back there. Okay, cool. Um, at this point of his career and what he's doing, I personally couldn't care less. But um, I wouldn't mind just for the you know the sentiment of it to see him go home and play with the Thunder. He's an Oklahoma boy, played his college there as well. Um, and look, they don't have a whole lot to cheer about in OKC at the moment. So look, if if they move on from Al Horford and um, Ariza, a couple of those veterans, maybe Blake could become that veteran and a bit of a draw card and someone alongside Gilgis Alexander that OKC fans want to come and watch all season. Well, he did Why once not? win a dunk comp, so... Yeah, yeah, jumped over a car, I believe, as part of a slightly, moderately difficult trivia last week. Yeah, it was over a Kia. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, was it? I believe it was him who actually brought in the shot clock on the setting up of the dunks yeah because it took uh, an an inordinate amount of time (laughs) and after that they had 30 seconds to do whatever they were going to do still the owner of some of the most disgusting in-game dunks I've ever seen yeah Um, but yeah alright we'll we'll get into the rest of the show now hope you all enjoy listening alrighty time to jump into the mailbag which is it's actually got a little bit, a little bit in it this week. It's it's you know, 
have been shown some love. Love it when the mailbag gets shown some love. All right. Uh, Big Al has sent in another submission again this week. God love you, big fella. Um, I say, and you're also on the road to recovery. Every time I see a photo of you, mate, you're looking healthier. Good stuff. Shout out. Indeed. Uh, Big Al's question was, is Jingles and Gobert an, an underrated duo? Um, I'd probably have to say yes, frankly. Definitely underrated. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't really hear that much about them, but Utah's on fire at the moment. You know, doing really good stuff. So, yes, short answer to that question. Yes, they are underrated. Thanks, Big Al. Uh, he also sent in another part. Who is um, who do we think is the most underrated duo in the league? Um, or who are some other ones? Um, Dan, did you have any thoughts on that, big fella? Oh, just just before I touch on that, I did want to bring up Utah's play and what they're doing right now. Because yeah, yeah. I think taking the duo part out, that, that team is underrated at the moment. It was underrated early in the season by me. I wrote them off early and like, look at them go. Well, half of the hosts on this pod had faith in them. We, we might have to check the tape on that, but let's <laughs> let's continue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just listen to these teams that they have beaten since we last spoke. Um, so the Jazz have won all these games: Pacers, Celtics, Bucks, Heat, and Philadelphia. Um, all big wins. All yeah, teams yeah. that get spoken about more than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're doing it without Mike Conley right now. Mm. Who, you know, a bit of a homer cap on, I would say is the most underrated player of the last decade. I don't think it's Drew Holiday anymore because everyone says he's underrated. So is he actually? Probably, I would say not. Um, but poor old Mike Conley, um, leading all those Grizz teams and breaking franchise records. Being in the West, never making that all-star appearance. Um, but he's... He made coin, though. He sure did. <laughs> One of the first Max Supermax contracts? Yeah, he yeah, had, yeah. when he record. signed his Max deal with Memphis, it was the largest contract in the NBA at the time. So, um, yeah, good good trivia there, Mel. I like that one. Not just a pretty face, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I've always said you got a good head for radio, but... So, Mike Conley is leading this Utah team. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and, and Jingles mm, are, are the Prince of Adelaide. You know, they're the ones that get the credit a lot. But I think Conley's been the huge fact, X factor for them, and his integration this year and turning into that Memphis Conley with added three point shooting um, has really turned that franchise from competitor to legit contender in my opinion um, so watch yeah. out for the Jazz because they're not going away um, this is a well-oiled machine very Spurs-like I would say um, set up for the future yeah I wrote them off early uh, less inclined to do that again now <laughs> um, <clears throat> they've they've gone out and proved me wrong but I'm a big man you know um, I can admit when I am appear to be wrong and so far it appears that I might possibly be wrong in that case Wish I could say the same. <laughs> but um, heading back to your, back. Yeah. Your, your underrated duo, um, I'm going to head over to the Eastern Conference and talk about a team I've spoken about a couple times on the pod, and that's the Indiana Pacers, who very similar to Utah and the East, obviously not on the same level, but in that they're smaller market, 
underappreciated. They do all the small things and they're getting wins. Um, given their, their recent form isn't great um, in the past week or two, but prior to that, they've been a very solid team. Um, so I'm going to give Sabonis and Brogdon my underrated duo. Um, Sabonis might just creep into the All-Star game, which is crazy to think about when he's, you know, sometimes he's putting up triple doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brogdon, for me, he's he's reaching that Drew Holiday, Mike Conley territory of underappreciated guard in the league. He's He really reminds me of, like, the perfect Popovich point guard. Ooh. He plays Ooh. both ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't to. turn the ball over. He uh-huh. makes smart plays. He makes team plays. And his plus minus is always positive. He, When he's on the floor, he contributes to winning. Um, and I just think, yeah, I don't know. Those sort of guys just take me to pop. Um, and, you know, the sorts of players he loves, like DeJounte Murray. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, my duo would be Sabonis and Brogdon and in Indy. What about you? Uh, for me, um, look, it's very hard to go past, uh, who have we got, uh, was it Tatum and, Tatum and Jalen, Jalen Brown and oh, Jason Tatum, man. yeah, right, you know, not, uh, not a hard one, um, especially with Camber being up and down and back from the, you know, injury, the, those other two have really carried at different times and they definitely tried to carry but came up a little bit short last year in the playoffs when Kemba unfortunately sort of disappeared there towards the end um, you know they are talked about but you know I don't think they completely get the love I mean Kemba looks like Kemba from last figures Kemba's going to be the all-star again and he hasn't really played that much mm. um, I think Tatum will Tatum's in with a shout um, but yeah Jalen not so Jalen's probably had the best all-round season, though. He has. He's made the most consistent. Um, I remember he throw. torched the Grizzlies a couple of weeks ago. Mm. 40 points in the blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, another one that I actually like, um, again, 2X Celtics, so it might be, a, might be too much of a surprise to anyone, really. Um, Gordon Haywood and Scary Terry. Um, yeah, you know, over there at Charlotte. There's not some other kid out there that's there is there, there there is getting a bit of noise, but you you know we're looking at underrated baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, scary Terry's but you know doing quite well uh, last figures I saw him um, you know double doubling pretty consistently um, Haywood's you know re- really rebounding um, rebounded well from the the move over from the Celtics. Um, and yeah, like you know, and they're getting a couple of wins. They're not, they're not contenders, but you know, underrated, doing good stuff. Exciting league pass team at the moment, the Hornets. Mm. Especially if you're um, heard of that guy that runs with Wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just in the duos, just a quick shout out to my uh, little Bear Cubs, um, Jar Morant, and when he's back on court, Jaron Jackson, I think. That's a duo to really look out for in the next month or so once Jaron's back on the court. And look, both those kids are 21. Um, a lot of people don't know, but Jaron Jackson drafted before Jar Moran is actually a couple months younger than him. Um, so they've got a very bright future ahead. And I think 
that one-two punch is going to be pretty scary. How's their present going? Are they are they going well at the moment? Playing well together? Playing well together? No. Um, <laughs> but this young Grizzlies team, I'll tell you what, with half the team on the sidelines, including one of their stars and a couple of starters, um, to be in the playoff mix, um, with Ja Morant not playing overly well at the moment, I think mm. that speaks volumes to the, the winning culture that Coach Jenkins has brought in there. So, look, it's not we're not going to shock anyone this year, but I'm still enjoying watching them play. And I think once the team's back and healthy with Jaron and Justice to come in, I think they're going to be pretty exciting. Well, that's that's what you, you can't win a championship every year. You, but there are there are years in especially there are a lot of years for some teams where they're just difficult for fans to watch. And I suppose that's all you really need, you know. Yeah, and look, we were... Memphis fans were lucky. Not that there's a lot of us, but we had one year where we sucked. And um, after we traded away Conley and Gasol and everything just went south. And since then, it's been all up. So, fingers crossed it continues in that way, but it doesn't work out for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Ball don't lie. That ball don't lie. So sticking with the West Coast Mount, we're going to have a look at Steph Curry, who's caught fire lately. Um, he's sort of ignited this discussion back in the media of has he reclaimed this title of the best point guard in the NBA? Um, well, what are your thoughts? Well, is he <clears throat> as you you know no mate was it? I think it was podcast one. I think I touted him as a dark horse Numero for the MVP. Uno. Yeah, um, did. You know, called it. He's got the you know got a bit of story and that kind of stuff, which you know I love. Um, look, he's got the handles, um, and as he's shown in the last couple of weeks, especially a lot more than Drummond. Um, oh, sorry, Draymond, not Drummond. Um, you want him to have the ball in the last few minutes. He's He's finding his shot from pretty much anywhere on the court whenever he wants it, it feels like. Um, those handles of his haven't gone away. If anything, they've gotten better. And there was that um, foul. Uh, he, he got fouled and then was it threw the ball behind him? Yeah. And like and went in and even Steve it, Kerr was like... Dwayne Wade-esque. Yeah, it was Steve Kerr reckon it was Jordan-esque. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know yeah. about that, but... You know, Steve Kerr was there, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it definitely, yeah. Look, if we're if we're going to talk about him being the best, I suppose who else is in the conversation? So, I guess right now you're looking at a Dame. Um, yeah. Dame Dollar. I kind of excluded Luca from this conversation, purely. Mostly because um, our fans don't like him. <laughs> Oh, purely if you include him as a point guard, you have to include LeBron as a point guard. And yeah. I'm not taking Steph over LeBron. Um, yeah. Right now. Not, not yet. If I was building a team for a few years, maybe. <laughs> but right now, in a seven-game series, LeBron's number one on my list. Um, but in terms of guys who listed a point guard, I, I think going to kill me but I think you're right in saying that he was the Dark Horse MVP candidate and I think he has reclaimed that spot I think he's mm. leapt back over Damian Lillard mm -hmm. I think what he's doing with this team that wasn't expected to do a whole lot 
uh, without Clay Thompson and Wiseman's gone down. Ubre isn't what everyone's wanted him to be. Ubre. Yep, couldn't give him away. But I mean, Steph's given you thirty-six and five every night. He's shooting forty-three percent from deep, and he he's really carrying that team. And they're in playoff contention right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got Wiseman to come back. You've got Ubre to find some form. Um, Draymond's been in and out. He had a huge sixteen assist game today, but yeah. Um, you know in the playoffs Draymond will show up As, whether you like him or not he's going to show up and mm-hmm. he's going to be Draymond yep he'll get his donkey looking face on <laughs> you know on national TV or worldwide TV for the playoffs you know he'll make that face he'll start chirping in you know in other teams faces he'll start chirping at referees but he'll be in the game yeah he'll he'll genuinely switch it on which he always does yeah I think mm. I don't know just Watching Steph, he really looks like he's got his swagger back now, and he he's enjoying playing basketball, and he's doing it at his normal Steph Curry elite level. And mm. um, the only other person I'd throw in, other than Damian Lillard, is probably um, someone on your fantasy team. That's yeah, yeah. Mr. Flat Earth, Kyrie Irving. I think you know, personal beliefs aside, he is balling out of control right now. Yeah, which considering was it a month ago he disappeared. Like no no face, no real explanation, just boom, gone. Um, We've never yeah. had that explained either, have we? No, no, I, I haven't heard anything. The yeah. nets are obviously okay with whatever it was, though. <sighs> yeah, well, you know, I think they they had um, some chemistry issues. I think they were more worried about when when everybody did come back. I think um, in the media. Everyone around the Nets has been, including Kyrie, has been quoted as saying he's now their starting shooting guard, whereas Harden's controlling the offense from point guard position. And um, look, you'd know better than me. I haven't really checked his stats, but I believe he's scored over thirty in just about every recent game since he's moved to that shooting guard spot. Yeah, it's he's actually doing really well from a fantasy point of view, considering. For a little while there, I was like, "Oh, entertaining <laughs> trades, entertaining trades." Glad I held on to him at this I point. I think Brooklyn were too. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I held on to him, um, but we'll see. You know, we'll we'll have to see how that goes. Um, so, your short answer, Steph Curry, best point guard in the NBA. Uh, short answer, the moment, yeah. I, I point have guard, to agree. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well done, Steph. Hmm. Welcome back, baby. Let's analyze one of them Texas teams, Dallas. And should they stick with Luca and KP, or should they blow it up and, you know, because they've got some good pieces there, blow it up, see what else they can get to obviously stick around Luca, because I think Cubans come out pretty bold in the past and said he's not Luke, if it was him or his wife the wife would go sort of stuff. that's a bold statement just know. a bit he does yeah. love his players though credit to him for that he does um it's got to put the wife on notice though don't I don't <laughs> <laughs> jack you yourself sweetheart <laughs> um <clears throat> alright big fella what do you reckon blow um, it up keep him stick with it 
Oh, Dallas is such a tough one. They had pretty high expectations coming in, especially after their play last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, Luca is not disappointing at all. Um, his stat lines are just disgusting at the moment. In his last two games alone, um, 90 points, 21 assists, 15 rebounds combined in his last two games. That, mm. Yeah, that's beyond belief. Um, what he's doing to try and carry this team is just next level. And um, he, in my opinion, is heading into that best player in the league category, if not already there. The good thing about his game, too, is that it's sustainable for a long career. He's not playing above the rim. He yeah, yeah. definitely doesn't play much defense, so he's not taking a lot of hits on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's got all the skill set and foundations to have a very long, successful career. Pazingas, they Dallas mortgaged their future to get him. Mm. Um and he's battled injury and just hasn't quite gotten back to himself. But I watched their game against, I want to say, New Orleans a few days ago. Yeah. And I think Pazingas had over 30 points. And he was shooting from the logo. He was blocking shots. He was driving to the hoop. Post up fadeaway. He was being the unicorn again. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, it, he seems to be doing that every two or three games. And obviously, with him and Luca both firing, they're winning. Um, so I think my honest opinion is Pazingas needs to be a bit more aggressive and just sort of get back to his old self. I, I would keep building around those two. They're still very young. Yeah, They've yeah. obviously got that European connection. And, you know, Dallas is very good at making a, a Euro all-star work. Uh, got... Uh, am I right? One chip? Or was it just the one? Or was there two? Just the one. Just the one, that's right. But they went to the pretty big one, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. I still remember where I was when I found out. I was actually in China, about to walk into a um, subway station, and all the newspapers, there was Dirk holding the <coughs> trophy in the air, which was very cool. I bought a newspaper. I think it cost me oh, 10 cents. But it was, it was one of those things. I had to have it as soon as I saw it. Um, look, I agree. They've also got, you know, Tim Hardaway Jr., which he's not as consistent, but, you know, he has been known to step up. Old Heatcheck McGee. Yeah, yeah. When he's hot, he's hot. And when he's not, he's not. He's um, He doesn't provide much um, in the other categories, but can definitely, you know, turn on 20, 30 points on some nights. Don't look for it every night, but... Um, future is bright but I think it's one of those things like a lot of teams in the league they just need a couple more pieces yeah and I think they brought in Josh Richardson to be that two way sort of talent sort of a dogged defender that can create shoot down the other end and he's shown flashes of it but just hasn't been consistent um, I wouldn't give up on him though. Like he, he's shown that he can be that player. He just hasn't quite found his footings in Dallas yet. But he's been in and out with COVID and safety protocols and this and that. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, they've had Dwight Powell out all season as well. So I think they just need to get back, get healthy. I mean, it wouldn't hurt to have another wing defender, I reckon. Um, but 
the pieces are all there, they just haven't quite got it together yet. Um, so, I, I'd stick with it. Stick with it. We do agree. Alright, mailbag was so chock-a-block full this week. <clears throat> right? That we've actually you know, stressed it out over two segments this time round. Um... Chris Crawford has sent through the question. Someone near and dear to your heart now. I'm aware of him, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, I, uh, I do recognise the name. Um, what if we voted in, instead of the current all-star system, what if we voted in 16 players for a one-on-one tourney? Old school. Yeah. Black Kick top. it old school. Um I don't love the idea, but at the same time, I don't love the current model. So, I tell you, know. you what, I'd rather watch that than the the skills comp. Yeah, that yeah, skills yeah. comp, and I'm a point guard, not a good one, but yeah. I am a point guard, yeah. and I hate that comp. I just think it's the biggest waste of time. Yeah. I'd rather watch some dudes play one on one. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> not gonna disagree, and they don't. And that's one thing that over the years does not age well. Like the all-star games, some of them, sure, sure, for the matchups. Um, the dunk comps, you know, some of them on, on watching back. Some of them are crap, but um, others are like, you know, the MJ ones and you know, some of those early ones, definitely. And the three-point comps, yeah, you know, ball going in. It's easy to relate to. Skills comp. Guys, guys that look like us doing things that we can do. That's why we like the three-point comp. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I've never seen anyone with quite my girth, but I take your point. <laughs> um, but the skills comp, it doesn't seem to matter what sport it is, what, you know, thing they try. Uh, you know, you watch it four or five years later, it's like, what the hell is this garbage? What, what, why? Why? Money, money, money. Yes, that is the why. Um, but anyway, if we were to go with the 16 players, one-on-one tawny, Big Dan, who would you take, mate? Who's your... If you had to pick one guy to win the lot. One guy to, to win it all. I'm... I'm going to go with the Greek freak, Giannis. I think... I think his defense should be able to cope with most people. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, players might disrespect his three-point shot. Um... I guess then we talk about, well, are threes worth three or two? Or are they worth just one? Is every shot just a one? Uh, me, personally, I like, you know, going back to the origins of NBA and basket's a basket, doesn't matter where it's yeah, from. Yeah, well, in that case, I mean, you can sit off Giannis if you want, but he's just going to back you in and bully you and he'll get a bucket. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's what I'm going with. Well, I'm going to go the absolute, pretty much the opposite of the Giannis character. Um, I'll go with Steph. Um, yeah, fire and ice to your, well, fire to your ice or ice to your fire. Long range shot, can jack it up from anywhere with reasonable consistency. Good handles, so if he wants to not necessarily go inside, but if he, you know, Giannis or someone else comes out, you know, throw him the hand, can throw a move, not afraid to, you know, very good layup skills, so not necessarily you know, the best player of all time, but one-on-one skills, I think, and the NBA one-on-one skills uh, are really there for me. Um, 
Yeah, especially if you know, Giannis wants to really step out on that three. The fast feet of old Steph Curry could go around. You know, beat him in his own game, get to the rack. You know, you never know. All right, <clears throat> mailbag section three. We've got flopping from Big Al. Big Al's always been. Let's let's stop there. <laughs> um, Big Al's wondering: Should there be an instant points deduction um, if there's a flopping call instead of this idea of a you know deferring to a fine? Oh, well, I guess this came, and I think Al sent the link through of um, a video of LeBron um, flopping on Dylan Brooks against the Grizzlies the other day, and I mean the footage itself is just embarrassing even if you're a Lakers fan you've got to watch that and just think what the heck um, now that game alone I'm glad I can get on my soapbox about it with a few people listening I mean you had, you got the Memphis Grizzlies who broke their franchise record for points in the paint two weeks ago um, so they're attacking the paint constantly they shot 19 free throws to LA's 30 on in that game and the free throws, in, especially in the third quarter, really took the Grizzlies out of that game. And, and they were right in it. They led by 20 in the first quarter, actually. So, um, But LeBron's antics, and, and don't get me wrong, nothing taking nothing away from him as a player, but it, it's just becoming commonplace. We're seeing it with Trey Young, with Luka. Um, ja Morant's doing it now as well. It's, it's like all these players are sort of taking this soccer or football if you like approach of I'm feeling contact therefore I must exaggerate it to get the call yeah, yeah. Um, now in soccer if you get caught simulating which is you know flopping in, in essence mm-hmm. you get a yellow card two yellow cards you get a red card and see you later so what do you reckon about the NBA teeing up players for flopping and then ejecting them I think it's the only real way to do it. I don't think a fine after the fact's really going to do much to a fifteen thousand to a player earning thirty million dollars a year. It's not. Gonna yeah, <laughs> you know, it'd be like him dropping some silver coins out of his wallet. <laughs> you know, um, I I don't. Say, I think it has to be game related, and I think they have to be aggressive with it. Um, I think they have to be actually super aggressive because, frankly. One of the real reasons I don't watch soccer is this this you know theatrical sort of garbage that happens, and yeah, it's been in the game, it's been in their game for a long time, um, and I think it, one of the big things with it is too, especially for those of us who are still you know getting around on the court in a social way, you know when you're playing and someone flops, yeah, and there's nothing more frustrating. It's just and you yeah. feed it to them. Yeah, oh, 100%. <laughs> like, how has that sort of stopped? Where, where, where did that go? Like, yeah. could you imagine someone trying that in, like, the 90s or the 80s or, you know, oh. in that era of the game? It'd start fights, sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and end them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people just wouldn't want to play with someone like that. And... I think we need to get back to that kind of culture with this kind of stuff. It's just, I, I don't, I don't have any place for that in my NBA. So they just need to come down on it hard and just stand. Come down on it hard, um, eject a few stars, 
um, throw some sure throw some fines I don't know if you want to as well but you know take some points off you know just go full flat out eject some players points off the board you know maybe even some competition points if you know if you do it too many times like they do with tech fouls when you got a was it, I think the magic number is seven or something you get seven technical fouls and you got to miss a game or two you know something like that I think they've got to come down on hard because this has the potential to just suck the joy out of the game if it's if it's let, allowed to continue for once we agree on something well heck <laughs> so just to finish off with the mailbag Mel um our last one comes from a listener down in Adelaide, uh, Jared. Uh, now, very quickly, uh, Jared, I met him and his lovely wife, Mel, on Liz and I's honeymoon in Europe. So we did a top deck tour around Europe with them. Um, lovely couple. Um, pretty much hung with them the whole time. And, you know, we, we visited them in Adelaide. And a uh, really nice couple. Got their little baby boy down there. So... Um, shout out to you, Jared, and your better half, Mel. Hope you guys are well. Um, but the question that Jared sent in is um, regarding Kevin Garnett's comments in the past week. Mm-hmm. So without reading the whole thing that KG said, he's, he's more or less saying that guards from 20 years ago wouldn't cope in today's NBA. And to paraphrase... Um, KG was talking about torn ACLs trying to guard today's modern um, guards in the league and their handles Um, so more or less finally one of these Hall of Famers talking about um, basically how the game's evolved yeah and and praising modern players rather than all these guys like oh in my day and Hmm. you know this guy would have done nothing in my day and you know um it's good to see guys like KG and we know Iverson's pretty big at doing this as well in, in praising the current guys and, and really acknowledging and enjoying what we're watching. So, look, I thought it might be a bit of fun um, to go back to the 90s, bit of a right. bit of a time warp. Yeah. And each of us... Like when you added some hair, mate. Yeah, in the late <laughs> 90s, once I was a bit older. The early 90s, I wouldn't have. I was just a little bubba, but... Um, yeah, um, maybe we draft a starting five of players predominantly from the 90s that we think would be really good in today's NBA. Who aren't MJ, because that's just going to open the can of worms. Yeah, I left MJ, I left Scotty, because they they're like LeBron. They would just kill any error. Like, mm. They would just be great in any error. So they're, they're just that competitive. Uh, they would evolve their game to whatever it needed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll just go position by position. Um, we'll go ladies first. So Mal, um, point guard. Point guard. Uh, whew, point guard. Oh, I did for me. I just broke it down into guards, forwards, and a center. Okay. Um, yeah. Fernie Hardaway, for me. Um, Annie. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was a taken pick three in the nineteen ninety three draft. Nice. I was playing at home. Um, <clears throat> just, I just still, you know, still think he could do it, you know, as, although going through the list of guards, you're like, ooh, 
Nope. 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 <laughs> for me, for me, Penny could, you know, could still, um, at the same clip, make the same amount of noise. You'd like to think so, but, um, you know, obviously we'll never know. A little bit similar to, like, a l slightly less flashy but more athletic Lamello Ball, perhaps. Same size frame. Yeah, yeah. Better at the moment. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah, well, let's just not tell Lamello's dad that, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so your first guard is Penny. Penny, for me. All right, I'm going to take a guy who I think had quite good range, wasn't the greatest playmaker or ball handler, um, but was an absolute dog on defense as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so my point guard is going to be Mark Price. Um, Hashtag I my guy, mate. I think he is just... I think he would be perfect in today's NBA. He's, he's got that range. He's got the defense. Um he's going to be tough at both ends of the floor a bit like a Brogdon I would say mm -hmm. um, yeah 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 who is your next guard now uh, next guard one <coughs> Jonathan Stockton oh for me um, Harry High Pants yeah yeah um, you know nothing like a bit of you know high inner thigh to really you know set the ladies <laughs> ladies hearts aflutter or men it's 2021 um yeah, for me, you know, great handles, really good assist guy, still had options um, in the ball, didn't necessarily um, have the super range to his shot that some of those shooting guards do today, but there's still, you know, his game, I, for me, still translates. Um, he, he was a helper, he wasn't selfish, he was, you know, well... Just look what he did with the mailman. You know, for me, Johnny Stockton, 100%. Cool. Um, my next one is... I've got two real big-name players in this lineup. Um, my next one is very well-known. One of the greatest shooters we've ever seen. Um, gave you a bit on defense as well. Um, so my shooting guard, I've locked in one Reggie Miller. Gee. So... I, I don't think there can be too much argument of how we would fit in today's NBA. He's, you know, just an offensive weapon. Um, can stand in the way on defense, but he's not going to lock down anyone per se. Um, but yeah, I think Mr. Reggie will get the job done. He will. Uh, you've always got to go back to that, I believe it was, was it at 11 points in 15? Was it? Yeah, chirping at. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Spike Lee on the sideline doing the, the choke. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, look, can play D when, you know, when he's all fired up and ready. So, you know, it does happen. Um, no surprises here. My first big man would have to be the mailman, Carl Malone. Um, big unit. Doesn't have that, you know, huge outside shot, which, you know, the game sort of needs. But if I'm bringing back... Johnny Stock had to bring back the mailman it's just we're missing I feel as if we're kind of missing that you know that genuine little guy to big guy combo you know was it Kobe and Shaq did it in the O's um, and for mine Johnny Stockton and Karl Malone were the 90s they, they were the you know for me they were the power couple of the 90s that I you know, power couple power couple baby um, 
that I really you know, really enjoyed watching. And even when you go back and watch like the 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 run against the Bulls and you know, those finals games, you know the flu game, things like that, it's just it's just special. Like you know, I, I still think that has a place in today's game. Um, has evolved obviously, but that big man little man combo and the two points inside. You know, they're still worth two. Like they're a lot easier yeah. to get in theory, especially with so many people playing less D than our days. Um, and yeah, and Paul Malone, if if only he saw Jordan coming. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> bit of a uh, trivia for you, Mal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just came to me actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Malone lost an NBA record this week. Ooh, okay. I thought you were going to go how he ended his career with Kobe, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping you went there, but anyway, yes. Can you name the record that wasn't widely reported? No, I've got a feeling this is going to be one of them ESPN stats. Can I tell you who took over the record? Yes, hit me. LeBron James. Uh, All-time scorer? No. No. No, Carmelo's not the all time leading no, scorer. No, no. Um, think of think of uh, something less productive. Turnovers? Yeah. Hey. So LeBron James is now the all time leading NBA player in turnovers. He's yeah. just taken over the mailman, so nice. congrats LeBron. You took your time but you got there. He's oh. ticking off all these <laughs> Records, mate. In my book, that makes the mailman look better, not worse. <laughs> like he doesn't hold that reach. He's only uh, number two. It's funny to think a power forward was the all-time leader in turnovers. Yeah, but including it's also... that one, <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You keep going on about that one, but anyway. Um, you also got to remember it was a very different game back then, and there was a lot more D played on those big. Oh, and he played a hell of a lot of games. He did. As, as LeBron has. <coughs> oh, yeah, and that's, you know, a, a lot of LeBron's um, records with this all-time stuff are just going to come down to pure longevity. But that's a chat for another time. Yeah, we might, maybe we might power through these last few. Yeah, yeah. Um, my first forward is Joe Dumas. Dumas. Again, that, I'm, I'm just looking for two-way talent, baby. I want a guy yeah. who's playing defense and a guy that's shooting threes and... Mr. Dumas, you tick that box. All right. Well, that leads perfectly into... Not really, but... uh, Leads perfectly into my last forward, Horace Grant. Oh. I've chosen Horace Grant for basically one reason. In this current league, you need amazing court vision, and no one had better (laughs) court vision than Mr. Goggles himself, Horace Grant, baby. Uh, Maybe no peripheral vision. But he could see <laughs> straight ahead for a long way. Hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he had an outstanding optometrist. You know, Jordan would have hooked him do up. Do you remember him as... Like, what team do you associate Horace Grant with? Uh, for me, it'll always be... Um, the Bulls. I feel like most people duels. are Bulls or, or Magic, generally. Yeah. Um, for me, back then, I saw him. I saw him on a lot of um, Bulls highlight reels and things like that. That's how I got to know. I was like, "Who's that guy? What? What? <laughs> what on earth is he wearing?" I love that. 
Um, Did Kareem shrink? (laughs) (laughs) And then after, once he went to Magic, we didn't get to see a lot of those highlights on, was it Saturday morning basketball with Steve Carfino and the highlights. Yeah, and I guess he just didn't really provide the Magic with what they thought they were getting. And maybe that's why we don't really associate him with that team. Um, Although it was a good team with Shaq and Penny, but... Yeah. Not to be. Yeah. Um, my next forward, or my other forward, is is another bull. Yeah, yeah. Um, European player, Tony Kukoc. Kukoc! Um, again, I'm just sticking with that theme of um, getting stops and shooting threes. So, <laughs> I don't really need to explain <laughs> that any further. Yep. Uh, my centre. Um, my centre won a chip later in life with the uh, Miami Heat. Mm. Uh, Lonzo Mourning for mind back in the 90s Bigs, was uh, played big with you know Muggsy Bogues and was it uh, Grandma over there in Charlotte Hornets and yep. you know just a big genuine unit who could actually get up and down the court yep. and that's the necessity nowadays in today's game if, if you're a big unit you've got to be able to get up to the court or otherwise you know well we'll We'll see what happens with Zion. Big unit. Can do it for now. Hopefully that can last. Um, My centre is not a three-point shooter, but he quite agile, fast, two-time finals MVP. I think he would just give centres fits in today's NBA. I'm talking, of course, of the dream, Hakeem. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think there's a force in today's NBA that could compete with him. Maybe go bare, but I don't know. He'd be too fast for an Embiid or someone mm. like that. Um, I remember I, I saw a video a while back of um, actually LeBron bringing in Hakeem, and it was a just a wildly interesting little just Hakeem just with his coach's hat on, but stepping onto the court and just really showing. And yeah, LeBron was just drinking in everything he, he was was offering up. It was. It was genuinely one of those, you know, little videos that, you know, I think everyone could gain something from, and it was just drenched in knowledge. You could see the guy not only done it, but understood everything he did and why he did it, and yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, is that both our teams drafted? That is both our teams. Uh, so, guys, if, if you think we've missed a player that you think would be better suited to today's NBA, feel free to send us a message and let us know. Um, but uh, Jay thanks for the message mate hope you and the family are well and um, we'll hear from you again soon and as always I'm pretty sure Mal drafted better <laughs> ball don't lie. that ball don't lie alright time to come home to that league where they play defense the NBL oh I thought you meant Hawk and Flower Thursday nights Ooh, look I've heard some things <laughs> undefeated with Tom Flower starting well, look, that, let's do a deep dive next week, eh? Hey? Let's, let, right. let's genuinely we'll give Tom some, one more start. One more if start. If we go three in a row undefeated, that's making the point. Oh, oh, all right. Okay, let's do that. <clears throat> all right, NBL News. United defeated the Hawks. My boys, stay undefeated. Still undefeated. Wow. Um, speaking of your boys, McCarran. Macca, my guy. Led the way. 
he's um yeah he's just come into his own lately he's really controlling that team he's trusted as the point guard there and um even score got some buckets in this game which um hasn't been consistent with because he hasn't needed to but um great game from Macca there so well done Mitch awesome uh next game Perth defeated the Phoenix um yeah interesting one these guys had a back-to-back set over the weekend um Perth blew out the Phoenix in this one um yeah Wagstaff hit his layup so yeah who knew who knew was in there (laughs) who knew well done it was really well-rounded team effort that one there wasn't a huge standout but um, Perth with their depth just really shone through. Well, that's that's why they were my pick, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, my pick's on top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Kings defeated the Breakers. Oh, those Kings, hey. Yeah, yeah. Jarrell Martin, Casper oh. <laughs> Ware, still dragging that team along, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakers not doing so good. Yeah, they sort of. So they're sort of just the two Websters are just taking turns of like who's going to pop off each night and um, you know it's Ty one night it's Corey the next um, Paul Lamar hasn't found his stride over there yet mm-hmm. I know we rip on him a fair bit but he was really loved up here in Brisbane so I hope he does find his form soon enough but yeah, yeah. he yeah. hasn't done so yet no fingers crossed um, 36 is oof defeated the Bullets I don't want to talk about this one another back to back set for the weekend a double header yeah um yeah uh look I'll throw in you know my boy Giddy Giddy up baby um <laughs> near double double in this one again um not the go to guy yet but still putting up you know really good box scores and... I, I think it's still Big Johnson's the go to mm-hmm. um but mm-hmm. look the bullets were woeful there their defense wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. But when you shoot 34% from the field, you're not going to beat many teams. No. So, and yeah. Humphreys showed up big as well in that game. Yeah. Huge. Uh, Hawks defeat the Kings. Kings go down. but <laughs> <laughs> They do that. Um, um, but, you know, the Hawks are a team that we picked to do quite well this year. And Tyler Harvey found his stride again in this game. And... I still think, you know, you've got Steph Curry as your dark horse MVP in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He's my dark horse over here. Mm-hmm. He's um, he's not, playing some great basketball. Not Tarangi? We'll get to him. We'll get to him? Okay. All good. Uh, Phoenix defeated Perth. Oh, Tarangi. <laughs> we got there. We got there, guys. Hope you stayed around and, and waited. Um yeah, Ruben came alive in this game, had 18 points, he shot the ball well. Um, in this weird sort of uh, back-to-back set, we had Perth blowing out the Phoenix, and then the Phoenix blowing out Perth. Um, so, yeah, a bit interesting, but Tarangi showed up. Um, and the last game of the round uh, was the Bullets face the 36ers again. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Just like this Phoenix and Perth <laughs> doubleheader, Swapsies. the Bullets did the old switcheroo and, yeah, and yeah. they blew out the 36s. And um, one thing, like, you, you can't watch the Bullets anymore and not just think that Vic Law is the truth. Mm. This guy is. Kid can play. I mean, Tory Craig was, I guess, our most successful import. He's, he's playing on a championship NBA team now, but. 
Vic Law, what he brings to this team in this league is just at both ends of the floor. He's a killer. Mm. Um, Sobey's still that guy as well. Um, how Sobey didn't get a call up into that Boomer squad, I don't know, but yeah, didn't happen. It though. seemed to hurt him because since that team was announced, or that squad was squad, announced, yeah, yeah. he has just lit up every team. I think he scored twenty points every game since that squad was. So. And look, sometimes that's what a player needs is a kick in the teeth. Yeah. You know, they yeah. catch fire and the so, end. So I, I guess the NBL at the moment, we've still got Melbourne United undefeated at the top. Having any second thoughts on your pick for champion this year? Uh, no, because that's the great thing about basketball. Um, it's amazing how often in, you know, in situations where a team will go undefeated through the regular season or you know throw up huge numbers and then just crap the bed come the finals so I'm not worried yet um, mind you Perth could be playing better and a bit more consistently <laughs> um, but you know that's life Perth will rally they always find themselves nearish the pointy end there was a team in the NBA that won 73 of 82 games and didn't go on to win the, exactly. the whole thing. So, And I believe, if I, if I can quote my Facebook post at the time, was it, it don't mean a thing if you don't get no ring? Alright, so that's a wrap on the NBL. Just to check in with our couple of Aussies in the G League over there, who will henceforth be known as the Brizzy Willies. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yep, so you heard it here first. It's now broken news. The Brizzy Willies. Um, we've got Will McDowell-White um, playing out at Rio Valley. Um, look, he's coming off the bench over there um, in quite a decent team. He's mainly getting some assists. He's obviously looking to get his teammates involved. Mm-hmm. Um, very much like his state league performances over here before he left. So um, It's a great way to bond and get in with the team, though. Yeah. Assist first, you know. I mean, Americans love to score baskets, so if you're the guy setting them up, they, they're going to like you. Um, our, our second Brizzy Willie, um, one of our dear sons, Will Magne. Um, God, he's been impressive for, for the Erie Bayhawks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming off the bench, but he's sitting behind Jordan Bell, who is an NBA talent. He's played in the NBA for a few years, so it's always going to be tough to to crack that rotation mm. um, if he keeps this up I think he, he'll yeah, get that job oh, the highlight reel from now but, oh. 23 minutes per game over his first few games 16 points 5 rebounds 2 assists and a block per game off the bench I mean what else can you ask for from a kid out of Australia coming mm. to a big men's league in, in America off the bench yeah uh, it wasn't starting numbers that, that was off the bench that's I mean he's, he's proving he belongs there mm. Mm. so unfortunately might not see him in a bullets uniform again we might not but I think it has to be said that these two wills are really good <laughs> and my jokes are bad they are Okay, this next quick segment, um, well, I say quick, it goes for about 10 minutes, is but mostly based around our own personal fantasy league. There are some insightful moments, um, but at the same time, if it's not for you, that's okay. It's mainly just banter. Pretty much. Bought or lie. Bought or lie. 
All right, the moment that about 20 of our listeners have been waiting for. <laughs> That's why we kept it at the end, we're not idiots. <laughs> oh, if you made it this far, chaps, um, here we go. Mm. Uh, we're going to chat some fantasy basketball. Um, our group chat last night just absolutely exploded. Um, you'd think it was the trade deadline yesterday. It, our league just blew up with some big, big trades, so... Little bit. We might discuss the trades that were made, um, mm-hmm. and we might just give a couple of quick thoughts on what each team owner stands to gain out of that trade, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the first trade that occurred, probably the biggest one, um, Kevin Durant and Malcolm Brogdon on the move mm. for Giannis. Yep. And Jamal Murray. Yeah, yeah. And this just set our group chat alight. <laughs> um, so, Mal, any thoughts on what either one of these players wanted to aim for here? Uh, look, I think it's just a, more of a category swap. Um, <sighs> it doesn't... It's big, but it doesn't feel wildly too one-sided. Agreed. Um, I think... There was, they just generally wanted the stats of the other guy mm-hmm. um, for what they're missing out on, which, you know, in that sense, sure, sure, makes a bit of, makes sense. It sounds like there was also a bit of um, gentlemanly um, messaging back and forth outside of just the trade. Yeah, yeah. On that and going through some details. Definitely and, some negotiations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But, um, I don't know if a few beers or a plate of wings was uh, included. But uh, oh, look, <laughs> all, all's fair in love and basketball. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I think um, on the surface of this trade, I thought, well, the guy that got Giannis, I was like, oh man, he's going to be unstoppable now. But then I really broke it down. I thought, well, if Durant is being healthy, Durant, and Brogdon is being his underappreciated all-star self mm-hmm. there's a chance that that side wins this trade mm. I'm not saying that is the case but yeah, it could happen in a perfect world they probably win that trade and that's the magical thing about fantasy it doesn't matter you know all that x-factor stuff that isn't measured doesn't actually mean anything it's all purely about that box score man yeah so you know and look I'd take a couple of underrated should be all-stars well, so literally, message me if you're out there. <laughs> literally, not even an hour after that, uh-huh. there was another bomb dropped. Um, mm. So, Mal, what, what was this one? Uh, Zion Williamson, straight swap for Russell Westbrook. Hey, Karumba. Yeah, look. Um, depends what you're after. Two completely different, like categories that these players bring yes um, if you're if you're purely after points and a couple of bibs and bobs um, then Zion's your guy but Westbrook you know he's still he's not quite not quite triple doubling in the last few games triple doubled today triple doubled 16, today. 15 and 13 there you go not a bad first game um, so you know for me 
Depends what you're after. Oh, like, I wouldn't have made the trade, but... I, I'm sort of left to think that perhaps the player that took on Westbrook was pretty happy with their field goal percentage. Um, because mm. you know that's going to take a hit. You know that your turnovers are going to take a hit. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to get a lot more assists, a lot more steals, and a few more three-pointers from time to time, depending yeah. how Russ is playing. Um, so... It's all about categories. It's all about what you think fits on your team the best. Yeah. Um, and and look, that's... I mean, if you were a pessimist, you might even say, well, what's stopping Zion blowing a knee next week? And then who yeah. would you rather have? That's never happened in one of our trades before, has it? <laughs> um, so, look, I mean, that it is what it is. I... I think it's one where time will tell who wins that trade. Mm. I think taking it on face value could be a mistake. Yeah, and like I said, it comes down to the categories you want. I mean, you know, Russell Westbrook, if you're looking for those specific categories, you're going to fill them up. Yeah. You know, if, you're not, if you've already written off turnovers, and then, you know, if that's not the category you chase, pff, why not? Yeah, we, we've got uh, 13 categories, so giving up one or two of them yeah, yeah. and smash the other 11. Yeah. 100%. Um, next one. Yeah, next one. Not not long after that, the, the bombs just kept on dropping. This mm. one's the biggest one, um, so stick with us if you're not involved and haven't already seen this. So one team traded away, Bradley Beal, Jakob Pertl, and Lou Williams. The other team yeah. traded away Zach Levine yeah. and the big bear, Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Um, Zach Levine the other day was the first player since Jordan mm. to um, score 120 points over three games. Why couldn't so, you hit me with that trivia? I would have gotten that one. Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't hit it with you. I just threw it <laughs> in as agreed knowledge. Um and Valentunas is having a very good year. We do have Jaron Jackson to come back though, so yeah. might impact a few things. Maybe, but you know, people do knees all the time. That's mm. you know. Um, for Lou Williams, yeah. Brad Beal, yeah. And Jacob, I don't even how did you say that. Jakob Pertl. I was wrong from the top. There you go. <laughs> that kid. Um, yeah, look, I think that one's a bit one-sided, frankly. <laughs> uh, it was a three-for-two trade, and... Ooh, look, I, I don't accept three-for-two trades. Uh, they're not my thing. I, As in you're not taking on three, or you're not giving up three? Uh, I'm happy to give three to get two mm. if I'm choosing the three. I think this player was as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Judging judging by these players like Lou Williams, I think it's a bit of a sell-high moment. Um, he's been balling out of control the last week or so. Um, will that continue? Who knows? It did today, so it obviously worked for the player that traded yeah. for him. But right. I guess time will tell. Brad Beal leading the team in scoring. Oh, uh, well, yeah, he's leading the team. He's leading yeah, yeah. the league in scoring, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, Look, he's a good piece. Time uh, will tell. You know, yeah, time will tell. But that, again, typically when you do three for twos, the, the guy given, or gal, 
given the threes. Um, in all, your stats add up. Probably similar numbers sometimes. But you've normally got to dish someone. Or you've, you know, it's okay if you've got an injury, you know, few injured stars. But three for two, just, it's not good mathematics from as far as I'm concerned. It's smart business if you're the three. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. <laughs> Kudos to that person. Disagree. Um, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> in, just in closing in our fantasy news, though, um, that's all the, the bombs dropped. Um, the Bubble Suns, the team named the Bubble Suns, they were 7-0 and at the start of last week. They were looking mm-hmm. to hit that 8-0, and just like the Bubble Suns. Mm-hmm. And that team got dropped. They nearly got pantsed, meaning they nearly didn't win a single category. And in the end, they did win one. Um, but that team got absolutely smoked and they're no longer undefeated. Mm. So, shout out to Chalky. Um, I'm in a battle with him this week, so hopefully I don't suffer the same fate. But, um, Joel, we're looking forward to a new team name because you are not the Bubble Suns, my friend. Uh, agree to disagree. It's... It's fantasy. You can call your team whatever you want, Jolly. Yeah, and he did beat me. So yeah, yeah. I hope and, you enjoyed your chicken. And me, oh, <laughs> destroyed me. Uh, it it took me. I think I went on a three game slump after losing to Jolly. I'd like to say it knocked my confidence around, but <laughs> so I think basically because we both uh, got hammered by him, we're happy to sit back and hide behind Chalky and chirp now. Oh look, someone beat him. That's enough. <laughs> yeah. Like. That's enough. As long as someone you know, beats him, that's fine. But still Jolie leading Div 1. Cammy leading Div 2. Yep. Still chugging along. And so. we, we've talked about that previously. Yeah. You know, good drafting, good moves. Just, yeah. Both got teams of solid players that just show up every night. Yep. And they're across their stat lines and they know what to look for. It's not just about you know guys who fill up certain categories looking for specific things from specific players and you've got to do that if you're going to have success in fantasy yeah so keep up the good work guys well we've uh, made it to the end of week six now that's another one in the bag yeah month and a half baby so well done uh thanks to everyone for listening um please just yeah keep up the good work we're getting more and more messages every week which i think is great and definitely unfortunately we're not always going to get around to everyone but we will try if you keep sending messages we'll, we'll try and get everyone on at some point yep um and we will always try and talk about you know those things that we also want to talk about and we and we think that other people will you know want to hear um so you know but keep sending stuff in like we don't know what you want to talk about yeah so um like the facebook page follow us on spotify google Podcasts, whatever podcast platform you use share us around to your friends family um your neighbor <laughs> you never know who might want to listen um, yeah 100 percent. and the more people that listen the more people that are, you know going to send us messages and uh, we'll have more things to discuss. So give us all a, a follow and a like and um, we'll yeah. be back at it next week, I guess. Definitely share it around with your friends. Yeah. So um, in the meantime, guys, just remember that ball don't lie. Never does. <laughs>